0: Hi friends, it's Jessie. I am so excited to tell you that Two Pregnancy and Beyond is opening for enrollment right now with limited time bonuses available to you. To catch you up, Two Pregnancy and Beyond is our signature online strength and pelvic floor focused exercise program for pregnancy, postpartum, and parents who are over snapback fitness culture that we often see so pervasive in this time period in the fitness industry. You are going to join us for a six-month, non-diet, pre-postnatal and beyond strength-based fitness program that will help you reconnect to yourself, to your body in this current version, while safely strengthening the full body, core, pelvic floor and building cardiovascular fitness. There are two tiers to choose from into pregnancy and beyond custom or all in, and you can see the specific details of each when you head to the information page that is linked in today's show notes, but just know If you know you get better results when working with a coach one to one and you want more personalized attention with me, choose the custom tier. There are really limited spots available. So I'm going to encourage you to act now if that's of interest to you. Importantly, you can save $200 on pay in full plans until Friday. August 18th at midnight PST. So head to the link in today's show notes to see all the details of To Pregnancy and Beyond and to get started working with me and I would be delighted to see you in the club. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jessie Mundell and today we're so lucky to have my friend and client Natasha with us today joining us to chat about Her experience in our two pregnancy and beyond program, but beyond that, her experience with her body and exercise and body image and her journey of going through it. So, Natasha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. We were just chatting before recording, and Natasha's in the midst of moving and multiple kids and crappy sleep and all of it. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We get it. And I extra appreciate it.
1: I hope you don't ask me about my exercise for the past three weeks, because other than lifting heavy boxes and carrying children, there hasn't been any.
0: Yeah, no, that's enough. That's more than enough. Yeah. Moving is tough on the body. Holy. Yeah,
1: totally. My knees feel like they're 40 years old today. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, Natasha. First, tell me Tell me how many kids you have, how long postpartum you are after this most recent one,
1: how many pregnancies you've had. Perfect. So I've had three pregnancies. I have three children. My eldest is turning five next week and my middle one is two and a half and my youngest is eight months. Um, So it's crazy over here. (laughs) So wild.
0: It's so extra wild because my youngest just turned Five on the weekend and to imagine having two others I just can't even fathom it
1: right now I started following you when you were in your last pregnancy and so we were pregnant at the same time you with your youngest me with my eldest
0: so. <laughs> and now you've done it again two more times yeah my gosh no oh, I feel like how could my body or my mental health even be okay I don't know if it would It's so difficult. It's like, obviously, it's such joys and incredible moments. But, like, really, when you look back at it, does it now kind of
1: hit you like, wow, I went through a lot to get here? Yeah, I was just talking to my husband about it, and I've been pregnant or breastfeeding for almost six years. Like, there's always been a child attached to me, and the breastfeeding only stopped when I got pregnant again. So I literally haven't had a minute where those hormones have gone back to normal, where I've had time away from a baby. None of my babies have ever taken to a bottle. So it's just been full on for like five, six years now.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yeah. It's a ton on you. And I think that's what I was most fearful of going into just even my second pregnancy five plus years ago was I had just steel, my oldest had just waned from breastfeeding. I was like kind of sleeping well and feeling back into my body. Yeah. And then the feeling of going back into that just felt so like so challenging, physically, mentally,
1: and emotionally. Have you felt like that? I've totally felt like that. And I think the reason why I know this is my last child, other than me being forty and it getting a bit difficult beyond forty, is that I just, you know that, the the stress and the tiredness is kind of I'm on that brink of that outweighing like the joy a little bit and I think for me that's just how I knew like this is the last one that I think I could really manage physically and mentally um like you said there's all the joy and all the fun and all the laughter but I really just at three I feel that balance now starting to sort of teeter a little bit so
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I can totally get that yeah. Okay. Take us back then. Take us back five years to when you found me. What were you going through then? And what was, why did you start following me at that point?
1: Yeah. So I'd always considered myself someone who enjoyed exercise. Uh, I was quite athletic sort of as a teenager and in my 20s. Played a lot of sports and then got into yoga when I was working because it just sort of fit that sort of growing up adult lifestyle a bit better than team sports did. Um, met my husband who was really supportive and into other things that I hadn't tried like golf and stuff. So I was active um, in different ways, um, getting over an eating disorder, which I think never really leaves you, but I was in a really good place when I got pregnant and. Um, And I had never really thought about how you work out when you're pregnant and how that might need to change. Um, So that's when I came across you. Uh, Super eye opening. Um, Like I said, I was in a good place when I was pregnant. So I wasn't really thinking necessarily about the impact of the pregnancy on my, like what I looked like and my body. Um, That probably came a bit afterwards. And I realized that, oh, this is different forever. Um, But yeah, so that's when I came across you and started. Uh, being more conscious about how I worked out and how I sort of respected my body as it was going through those early pregnancy changes
0: well okay tell us if you feel comfortable how did you get to a good place with your body image and
1: that eating disorder leading up to that first pregnancy yeah I mean it took a long time um I would say that like I was raised with like your typical baby boomer parents who were like Tried all the dieting fads, the cabbage soup, the keto, the like anything you could imagine, um, and uh, Weight Watchers, all of it. And so that really affected me through my teenage years. But I wouldn't say I necessarily defined myself as having an eating disorder until I was probably in my early 20s, like in university and that sort of era when I was just starting to feel more like an independent adult. And I would say my early 20s were probably the most difficult from an eating disorder perspective um and then you know you go through ups and downs I saw an eating disorder counselor um that helped a little bit moved around a lot got new friends um I did my master's in London surrounded myself with really amazing people and was so lucky to meet a bunch of you know incredible friends um and then I would say that my husband played a big role in it too just like super supportive um opposite end of the spectrum when it came to like food restriction and eating like he was just so joyful with how he eats and how he moves like it was never a thought in his brain and so I think that helped a lot um, and really it was just time it was research following people like yourself you know who just have such a, a positive way to think about sort of movement and eating and um, and all of that and I think it just really took time and, and being lucky to have really supportive people around me
0: Yeah. Wow. It is so major. Just as you're saying that about your husband, to be in partnership and that close with someone who, as you said, is joyful about movement and eating, that impact on you is so big. And I have experienced that too. Just the ease of eating, the ease of being in your body. It's really, it's almost sad. To feel this way, but it's it feels lucky to yeah. find that. Totally. Because totally. it feels so
1: rare. It's almost like all of the stuff I was dealing with in my head, he was just so oblivious to it in a really good way. Like for he's working with a trainer right now and he downloaded Chronometer. I don't know if you know that app that like tracks your macros and all this stuff. He did it just out of curiosity. And he was as he was doing it, he's like, oh that's why you don't eat this or why you do this. And it's like all these things that as an eating disorder person you tend to do because it's just been ingrained in you. He's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, cause he's now seeing what that data is telling him and matching it to my actions. And he's, yeah, so. Yes,
0: it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. I am constantly trying to explain to Randy, my husband about my eating disorder brain and he just can't compute. And i like, you never will likely because you haven't been so in it, but to talk with you or other folks who have had eating disorders, they're like, oh yeah, totally get what you mean when you describe anything related to difficulties around eating or body stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I would say like one of the most emotional things for me in my first pregnancy Um, And not that the like sex matters at all, but finding out that I was actually having um, a girl at that point was really challenging for me actually, because I feel like all of that stuff that I had gone through, she was gonna go through it. Like I knew it wasn't an automatic, like it was gonna be projected on her, but I was just so worried about that. And I'd say that was one of the most challenging parts of like my early pregnancy period, is just thinking about how am I gonna prevent this from happening? Um, And I know it's common in sort of any gender, uh, but yeah, that was really challenging for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. My oldest is a girl as well, and she's going to be eight soon. And I was eight when my eating disorder started. And it's just so weird to be at this point with her now. And yeah, to notice you know, I know that she's noticing body things. And that makes it even more important for me to show up in my body as it is. And for the language that we use, like you were saying about your parents, they just didn't have the tools and the language that we have now.
1: Yeah. And even now, it's just, even though I've discussed it with them, it's just so ingrained and habitual. You know, it's not a treat, it's just a fruit roll up. Like, relax. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean, um, yeah it's it's difficult and it it's hard for me and like being overkill by going so far in the other direction I don't know it's hard to see what the balance is but all I know is like I'm doing the best I can to help us live in this really neutral bubble where you are perfect just as you are and you need to trust your body and we trust your body and yeah right now yeah. I think that's all we can do yeah oh they're so lucky to have that with you They really are. I'm lucky to have found people like you. Like, I think we were talking about this before. Like, I truly feel like we're in a bubble sometimes. Like you go to the park and you meet other people and they're not in our bubble. And it's just, it's, it's difficult.
0: It really is difficult. Yeah. I felt that a lot within parenting circles and just, you know, friends who have kids and they, have their kids here to eat or going to their yeah. place to eat. And the conversation around food is so different. And I really have to like self-soothe so deeply for me. I think we were talking about that before too.
1: Yeah, totally. <sighs>
0: yeah. Okay. So uh, a couple more pregnancies later for you. Where are you yeah. at with body image today?
1: Um I think on a day today I'm good. It's not something I think about very often. Um, I was listening to this podcast that really helped me figure out why I still have problems putting on the damn shorts, (laughs) which like I've never, ever worn shorts and I'm 40 now. Um, and a lot of it to me is now just like, I have to practice like all these things that I am absorbing from you and other amazing people that I'm learning from. I just need to practice it and realize that the world's not going to fall apart. If I wear biker shorts to the grocery store, like it's fine. Um, So that's where I am now is just really practicing things. I think the hardest thing for me is social outings and social events. Um, You know, I live in athleisure, uh, probably a combination of it's comfortable and convenient uh, being a mother, but also I just feel comfortable in that. Like I've kind of forgotten how to be stylish because I don't really know how to dress my new body in the way that it is. Um, So yeah, social events are a bit of a struggle but on the day today, like I feel okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. When you're in your home, when you're in your regular clothes yeah. with your loved ones, children, friends, like things feel pretty good. But then when you venture into the world, you're like, whoa, yeah. wait a second. Yeah. Or you're putting on, you know, harder pants or harder clothes. And
1: it just feels weird in your body. Totally. Like I'm forever in the search of jeans that feel like leggings yes, or like sure. the jumpsuit that doesn't squeeze my belly that I can wear and still look like I'm put together.
0: Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have really realized how much sensory issues I have with clothes. Yeah. yeah. And I really wonder if that's just been a whole life thing for me. And if that peaked some of my eating disorder and body image stuff from a young age. Was that always there? Or has that come with me since I started feeling weird about my body, like chicken or the egg? I don't know, but it's so apparent to me now.
1: Yeah, I get that. It's like, is it a trigger because I used to force myself to wear two pairs of Spanx when I was going to like exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: Like these are the things we do not want for our children. I think that's the most perfect way to describe it. I agree. I think that's so powerful what you said about practicing because this is it it's the whole thing if you're wanting to change how you're showing up in your body or behaviors it really is just practicing do it over and over
1: again and start small like I started wearing shorts just to go check the mail or put the garbage out and then you're like oh it feels really good to have like fresh air on my legs because they're constantly covered in like leggings or even like capri leggings (laughs) you know like that was it for me and it just feels good yeah
0: Yeah. oh that's so smart like micro dosing your short wearing totally Totally. (laughs) I love that I love that okay talk to us about exercise over the past five years what does that look like for you
1: Yeah. So obviously I'm still really in this journey, but like before exercising for me had to feel like air quotes productive. Um, You know, I had to be super breathless. I had to end my weight training session with some, you know, hip sprints or do 45 minutes on the elliptical or just something ridiculous. And even if I was working till 10 at night, I still had to get that exercise in. And um, it was just crazy it was unhealthy and it was extreme um and so I think it's impossible for me to do that now like I can't spend an hour and a half away from the kids at the gym doing something like that and I don't want to um and so the exercises that I've been doing with you have been manageable and effective like I feel strong um and I think in my head exercise there's still this relationship between weight loss and exercise that I'm working with and struggling with. And like, should my physical body be changing and looking different on the outside? Um, And so that's obviously something I'm grappling with, but I do feel stronger. Like my pelvic floor symptoms are gone. Like I said, I was able to do this move and keep up with these, you know, 20 year olds um, lifting things around. Like I thought that I was so proud of myself. Um, So it's switching in my head, but it's a really slow process. Um yeah. Yeah. And it is exposure
0: therapy in this sense too, just like it is wearing the shorts a little bit longer and a little bit longer. It's also catching yourself in those moments where you're like, oh, I don't have an hour. I'm not gonna do the workout because I'm not gonna get the whole thing in. It's not going to be worth it. But you have just
1: realized that
0: there's not going to be a free hour like when have you had a free
1: hour yeah and i think the thing that's exciting me most um and this is what i think i'm getting more and more excited about is the progress and the gains from like a strength perspective or an endurance perspective like i'm really excited to start your running program when all these boxes are unpacked um just because it's going to be amazing to be like, can I get up to 1k? Can I eventually get back up to 5k? And it's like that challenge now that's more interesting to me. Um, And if I could do that in this body that I have, that's been stretched out with three pregnancies. Like, I just think that's phenomenal, you know? Um, Totally. And if I can do it in my little biker shorts, all the better because I feel (laughs) comfortable doing it. Yes.
0: Goals. This is your, this is your 2023 body goal. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Okay, cool. Okay. And anything else that has really changed for you just even since this last postpartum period, it's only been eight months, but do you feel like you as a 40 year old woman have even changed more so in your concept of what taking care of yourself through exercise looks like?
1: That's a good question. I think and you say this really often, it's never for me right now in this stage of my life going to be super consistent. And I used to beat myself up about that if I missed a day or I missed an hour and now it's just just start again. Like it doesn't matter, just start again. And I mean, maybe I should be tracking how heavy my weights are and all of this, but I'm not right now and I'm just gonna do movement. in whatever way that I can and that counts and I think having that mindset is a big shift for me and who knows maybe in five years when the kids are a bit more independent I can do those weekly yoga classes or go to the gym or whatever it is but right now my definition of movement and health is different Um, so yeah so I think that's one thing for me and um, you see a lot on like social media about how when a, a parent is working out, it's, like, a good influence on their children, and I've really felt that pressure that, like, I have to show them that I'm moving and all of that, but I actually think that's bullshit, and, like, we just have to be joyful with our children, and, like, you know, like, I just feel, like, that guilt and that pressure of, like, being a good role model for your child, like, I just want that to go away.
0: Yeah, totally, and I hate when it is associated with moms, especially yeah. moms exercising your taking care of yourself can be for you. That's yeah. it. And the fact that we have or we're trying to convince moms that their exercise is for everyone else so they can take better care of the family so that they can show their children what a, you know, quote-unquote healthy parent or healthy mom looks like no, we don't need to go down that road. It can simply be because you want to care for yourself again, physically, mentally, and emotionally in this way. And then the other part of that is moms, again, especially moms really carving out the boundary and the space for themselves to take care of themselves, which is such a difficult thing. But even when you do it in these ways that aren't perfectly consistent but are happening over time I think that is the better role modeling than anything else that we can do for our children
1: I agree and removing that guilt that you have to do it for somebody else because you have these little eyes watching you like it feels so much better like you're like you want to do it more if it's not done out of guilt right you're not doing it begrudgingly yeah Um, yeah it makes a difference the mindset Exactly.
0: Such good stuff. Okay. Wrapping up anything you would say to folks who are listening in, who might be thinking of joining us into pregnancy and beyond, but might be on the fence.
1: Honestly, it's amazing. And it's not just for the exercise. It's for the like-minded community that like, it just helps you keep your head straight. Um, the exercise does the people do, just having a group that that can help you get through things has been amazing. And the exercises themselves, like there were certain exercises that I just could not do from the beginning, like those freaking step ups, Jesse, like, I don't know what it is, but like I was doing step ups during our move last week, nonstop. And like I just felt so good and so strong. Um, and so it is worth the investment in yourself. It's it's amazing. Like I'm so, what you've done is amazing. You have been like this amazing person that exposes me to so many things, just even beyond exercise, um, food stuff, but just in general, like social issues, you are just such a great role model in all ways. So thank you so much.
0: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And that moment when the step-ups were challenging and we were working on them in your training plan. And then there was this message one day where you were like, oh, I did them and I felt okay. And I felt stronger. That's just so cool to experience with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.